0: what's up guys thanks for tuning in episode 8 of the box score sports podcast brought to you by on the dunes we're just gonna run through we're gonna switch it up a little bit today we're gonna start with some mlb jump into the college football do our typical nfl recap our weekly awards talk about some trades and then i think you know what's coming up the lions packers game so stay tuned stick with us let's get it on
1: on everybody and welcome back to the box score sports podcast i'm your host alex phillips with my co-host as always bradley becky uh today we got some baseball and like he said in the beginning uh, we're going to change it up a little bit uh this is a forewarning now though Uh, we're going to have some interesting conversation and dialogue at the end of this we might have our first fight on box or on box score today um but uh brad with that let's just hop right into baseball before we get into that so uh, let's talk. We got Houston leading the Yankees two to one with their win today or tonight, earlier this afternoon, whatever the case was. And then you have what looks to be a four-game sweep from Washington over the St. Louis Cardinals. What do you have to say about that?
0: I'm slightly surprised. I mean, like I said, I think it was two weeks ago that I I had the Dodgers go sure, a little further.
1: It <laughs> was last week. Yeah, I think it was last week. episode.
0: Um which sucks because I was wrong but um I mean hey the Nationals look better than people expected them to be you know with uh, with Harper leaving not you know people didn't have super high hopes for him you know for, so for them to show up and if not match Houston's pitching etiquette recently yeah, I, mean, they it's killed it. I
1: mean both teams. I mean, regarding their pitching, uh, the first game, Manibal Sanchez, or was it the first game or second Either way, I think it was the first game, Manibal Sanchez pitched first. He had a no-hit bid, only one hit through seven and two-thirds innings, five strikeouts, zero runs allowed, obviously. Uh, you got Max Scherzer with another no-hit bid in the game, two, going through seven innings. One hit, 11 strikeouts, zero runs there as well. And then Steven Strasburg last night, Going seven innings as well, 12 strikeouts, one run, and seven hits. Their pitching killed it uh, throughout this entire series. I haven't looked at tonight, but last I checked, it was the first or second inning, right, and they were up 7-0. Yeah,
0: I looked, and it was the bottom of the second, and Nationals were up 7-0.
1: Yeah, so with that being said, I mean, I think I texted you earlier this week. I'm thinking we're going to see Scherzer and Sanchez taking on Verlander in the championship.
0: Yeah, I mean, I remember I read something a few weeks ago saying that if the Nationals win this year there will be either six or seven ex-Tigers with a ring on their finger. Consecutively, too. Because yeah.
1: uh, you had J.D. Martinez and David Price win with Boston last year. Houston with Verlander the year before. Uh, I forgot who was before that. But, yeah, I mean, it's been pretty consistent to see. And the funny thing is all those guys played together at the same time. Yeah, it's not like they scattered. They were all uh, on the yeah. exact same team. Yeah, I'm pretty and sure. There was people
0: quoting tweets saying, can you imagine if these players were all on one team or – who would think, you know, what would you think these guys would be capable of if they played together? Like, it was so funny were yeah, all Tigers clearly fans. Clearly just
1: trolling Tigers fans. I'll yep. well, try right, Tigers fans trolling themselves at that point. But, yeah. I mean, Astros are pitching. This uh, The playoffs really tells – uh, not not that was a bad way to start. I think the playoffs are 100 pitching. If you have a good pitching staff, you have a good chance to win it all. Um, hitting doesn't really matter in the playoffs, in my opinion. So the Yankees, everybody was like, oh, they got some good hitters, Aaron Judge, all those guys. But you really look at these two teams that are clearly dominating pitching wise. Verlander had a really good game in game two, um, and then today, Garrett Cole killed it again. So, I, I mean, you, you really look at these teams and their pitching, and that's what it, what it really comes down to. And that's defense and baseball. Defense wins championships. We're gonna have a great pitching matchup in the World Series if Astros continue to win. Even though I think they're nope, they're at home in the next game. So that's nice. But yeah.
0: I mean we'll see. It's it's looking pretty good so far. It's definitely actually for the first time, I can actually say it's been a pretty entertaining playoffs.
1: Yeah, yeah it has been. We had, to, we had to watch it in between commercial breaks of the Lions game last night. So, yeah, uh, before I uh, blow the lid off of that, uh, let's talk some college football for a second. Um, Penn State, or not Penn State, I'm sorry, wow. Uh, back on my bullshit, I guess. LSU killed it, like I said. Burrow killed I think he had six touchdowns this week. A uh, 14-point win over a top-10 team in Texas. Or not Texas. God damn, fucking up. Um, I mean, a hell of a game. They killed it. So it was against Florida. Yeah, I, it was gonna. I told you though, they were gonna tear him up. All right, they did. I had that. But um, overall, the games were good this past weekend. I didn't get to watch much of them because I think you and I both had to work then. So yeah. we didn't get to catch them. But, you know, good games. Uh, looking forward, though, college football this weekend. Not much on the ballot. Two games to point out, though. You got University of Michigan at Penn State. Penn State's currently favored by nine after Harbaugh's comments of their offense looking like they're hitting their stride and all that good stuff. Uh, you got anything to say about that?
0: Yeah. Um i think we should have scored more points and i think we should have allowed less points against illinois i mean i remember i was looking at the score and it was 28 0 and five minutes 10 minutes later i looked again and it was 28 25 and i was like only michigan could do that
1: um you know, I will give Shea Patterson a little bit more credit this week. He threw three touchdowns, no interceptions, but I'm pretty sure he had a fumble. The team overall had two say, fumbles. You I mean, can't I, go
0: a game without turning over the ball. Yeah, once.
1: I just think it's Harbaugh came out and said some goofy shit, said something about Shea Patterson being the best quarterback that's been on the field with them all year, and I just massively disagree. And I think he was referring to opponents' quarterbacks as well. It's just blatantly wrong. So for him to come out and say dumb shit like that, maybe you should stop talking and start going to coach your football team in my opinion you can't allow Illinois to put that many points up on you and make you actually at the edge of your seat that the game wasn't a game and then you let it be a game late so yeah. um, actually let's before we move on to next week sorry I totally forgot um, Wisconsin shut out Michigan State this week 38 nothing mm-hmm. um, I'm sure Michigan fans feel pretty good about that Michigan probably feels pretty good about that uh, I know when I saw it, I was like, well, it's not really that surprising. Uh, he, uh, Jonathan Stewart ran all over them, just like we expected. Um, their offense didn't look good as expected. Uh, do you really see this team being competitive in the Michigan-Michigan State game? Or
0: Yes. I don't think you can ever count any of these teams out in that matchup. Yeah. Just because for some reason it seems that it, could, it didn't matter if Michigan's the number one ranked team in the nation and State's not even in the top 25, they're going to put up a fight because that rivalry, you know, even though, in my opinion, the Ohio State-Michigan rivalry is bigger. It's arguably the biggest rivalry in college football. um, The game will always be competitive between D'Antonio and Harbaugh or whoever the coaches may be.
2: Yeah. That's
1: true. I mean, I could I could agree with you on that. I think Should Michigan State was sick of the little brother bullshit they went through for a few years, and I mean, they're ready to fight back, and they've really dominated Michigan in the last few years, anyways. If you really look at it, so that'll be interesting moving mm-hmm. forward. Um, outside of that, from last week's games, I didn't have much actually. Oh wait, 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 we forgot another one, man. Georgia getting upset by South Carolina. Yep, yep that's right. Gamecocks. So, go ahead. Actually, go. What do you got to say without that?
0: I. <sighs> I don't really know where it came from. Um, kind of threw me off. I don't think I could name a single South Carolina player it, right now.
1: Yeah, I think it was the year before. Maybe it was last year or the year before. They had a really good defensive front. But I, I haven't heard much about them this year. But they definitely cocked all. the Bulldogs this week.
0: A little bit. And uh, No pun intended.
1: Huh.
0: No, you meant to <laughs> do that. Uh, um, I don't think it's really time for people to worry about Georgia yet. And I think every team has at least one hiccup throughout the season. Yeah, you know, so I'm not really too surprised. You know, not surprised, but um, concerned about Georgia and you know, in the near future at all. I think they're still just as good as they have been. And, but then again, you know, it takes a lot to beat a powerhouse team like Georgia. So yeah, was that in
1: Georgia? I believe it was, wasn't
0: it? I believe it was home. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so I mean, to you know, take him to double overtime and beat him by three at home is pretty impressive. But I think my biggest takeaway from that is they're clearing a path for LSU to dominate in the SEC. Simple as that. I, I, I'm i going to continue to follow or hype up or ride the train of LSU. Uh, I've loved Coach O since probably the first time I heard him on Barstool, if I'm being completely honest. Have you ever heard that dude's voice? Who? Uh, Cocho Cocho uh, Fuck I can't even pronounce his name I only know him by Cocho Or Or some shit mm. uh, he's, He sounds like this He sounds like he's from the Bayou You know what I mean I have not heard it No Yeah he's a. He, come on man On 971, they They're like Give it to him Jojo That's Cocho
2: mm. Yeah that's
1: Cocho So he's got that Louisiana vibe to him That Bayou vibe to him But I like LSU. Their offense keeps keeps dominating. Oh,
0: I'm over here thinking you're talking about South Carolina's coach or something. Yeah, no, I know who Coach (laughs) O is.
2: Yeah, I'm like, what?
1: (laughs) No, yeah. So LSU, man, I I really think Georgia kind of hurt themselves there, and I think Georgia fans should be worried that LSU is right there and ready to go. So, uh, that I mean, I'm gonna keep riding that train. OSU, I'm still riding that train. So, well, and fucking trains are chugging. So yeah, I mean, it's between the only one I'm a little worried about right now is. Clemson and Alabama, I don't know what fills out the final four for me because I think LSU, Oklahoma, and uh, Ohio State are getting that for sure. That's my opinion. Hmm. You got anything to say about that, the way you're looking at me, man? Honestly, no. No?
0: Would you agree? For the most part. Is there any other teams I'm looking I'd say your top four teams in college, I don't think Clemson belongs where they are if you ask me.
1: I mean, yeah, they haven't really performed up to what they should be. Up to snuff, rather.
0: If you ask me, your top four teams in college football are Ohio State, Alabama, LSU, and Wisconsin.
1: Wisconsin? Yeah. So you got two Big Ten, two SEC, huh? Yeah. You don't think Oklahoma belongs? Yes and no. I mean, they're kind of... <sighs> they just beat Texas in the Red River rivalry. God, I got that out By in one seven. try.
0: Yeah, but you, I mean... Where are you go and look at the other teams that Texas has played this year and it hasn't... Well, yeah. There's been bigger blowouts right. by teams that aren't fucking. But that's ranked. A, like, like, you like, you know, if we're mean.
1: gonna talk Michigan, Michigan State, and say they play each other tough every year. You're gonna say Oklahoma. That's not the same too. thing. Yeah, that is not the yeah, same. thing. Red River Rivalry's got some history. Okay, you, you think, think Michigan, Michigan State were always competitive? Yeah, uh, Michigan isn't. Michigan State before 15 years ago is not competitive with Michigan. Come hmm. on.
0: Competit- no, I'm not saying like I'm
1: saying the rivalry is always there. Well, yeah, the rivalry has been there, but so is that Oklahoma and Texas, and they've both been competitive throughout pretty much their entire history. Okay. I mean, Texas is like one of those highly appraised programs, you know? So I just think, I mean, that's my personal take from it. I, I think they play each other tough every year, and that's a big deal for those teams. So to say, to say you know, uh, uh, Oklahoma barely pulled it off is kind of – I don't know. Uh, okay. I, I mean, a, a win's a win. Okay. In football, so. I just think Wisconsin's better. <sighs> okay. All right. I can. I mean, I can hang with that. We'll see when they lose in the Big Ten. But, uh, <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, the other game we're looking at this week: Can South Carolina pull it off again against another Big SEC team?
0: That's a good question.
1: Yep. South Carolina is playing Florida at home.
0: Yep, they're playing Florida at home. Florida is still ranked number nine here, and. uh... As we saw, LSU gave them the ass whooping, so they're going to be coming off an L. and South Carolina is coming off a pretty big dub, so I'm curious to see what happens there. It should be pretty interesting. I'm I'm probably not going to be watching it, but it's something I'm going to definitely keep my eye on. Yeah,
1: yeah. I think, uh, if I remember correctly, South Carolina's done that before, had a big upset. I don't, I, it might have been over Clemson a couple of years ago, if I remember right. I just, I remember the Gamecocks making a name for themselves one week. But yeah, you're right. I mean, Florida's going to come back with a chip on their shoulder, and South Carolina's going to come riding in high. Uh, if the, I don't know that that game's at South Carolina, I would assume that those fans are going to be pretty riled up after that win. Hell yeah! Um, I think it might be tighter than what Vegas has them at with Florida being favored by six. I think that could be a three-point game, easy. I mean,
0: yeah, they played Georgia at home and did that, so yeah. I could only imagine what they're going to do the next, the following week. You know, yeah, and two I,
1: top I, ten teams in a row—that would be pretty incredible. It would. It would be pretty incredible, and, and I they're think still not ranked. South Carolina, they probably their records probably not all that great, is it? I haven't even looked. Three and three. Three and three, yeah. So that's why. I mean, they're not going to make the top 25, a 500 record. But yeah. if they win this week, they might have a pretty good argument there. I mean, sure, there's a, there's a couple of two lost teams at the bottom of the 25. So, I mean, there's a chance that a four and three team could get in. Especially yeah, but in my mind, if you beat, wins. I was
0: going to say, if you beat two top ten teams, there's
1: no fucking reason you shouldn't be in there. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, But that's really it for college football. I mean, we got more to talk about. Well, probably The only reason we're kind of blowing through these things is because, me and Brad have a lot to talk about with last night's unfolding and Mm -hmm. we have some words to say. So we want to focus a lot more on the NFL this week um, more than other weeks. So I know there's some NBA stuff and all that other stuff we can get into, but we're not going to, we're going to focus on NFL this week.
0: Yeah. Um, We're going to do, you know, our little, I don't know what you want to call it our own improvised version of a recap here. Um, Some of you may notice though, we're not going to touch the Lions game just yet. We're going to, do our recap of every other game, go over our weekly awards, talk about some news in the NFL, and then we're gonna focus solely Lions football. After that,
1: well, and I think I think the viewers would agree that we try to be a little goofy and fun with the the recap. Mm-hmm. There's nothing goofy or fun about that fucking nope. game last so, night. Yep. So we're gonna be serious about it. We're gonna break it down. And I'm I, I, like I said at the beginning, I think me and you might have some exchanging words. So we might should be I'm some entertaining uh, entertaining stuff. Uh, so, anyways, let's go into that recap. Alright, we started seven. Weeks, Brad. Week seven. Week, week, seven. Or week seven. 6 or six. Actually, yeah. week six. God
0: New damn moron. week six.
1: six. Half, Half, almost halfway there. Almost.
0: I started off here. Thursday night showdown ends with the Giants falling to the New England Patriots thirty-five
1: to fourteen. Kylan and the Black Cats keep the r- train rolling, beat the Buccaneers thirty-seven to twenty-six in London.
0: The Redskins went spearfishing and caught a few Dolphins. Washington wins 17-16. Teddy Touchdowns edges out the Jacksonville Jaguars and Gardner Minshew 13-6 in Jacksonville. Baltimore hunts the Bengals from above and succeeds. Ravens take it
1: 23-17. Danger Wilson and the rest of the crew fly high in Cleveland and beat Browns 32-28.
0: The Eagles migrate northwest, but the Vikings catch them by surprise. Minnesota defeats Philly 38-20.
1: The Texans give the Chiefs a horn and arrowhead and win, or give them their second loss in a row, 31-24 Houston.
0: Yet another battle of the birds, and the Little Red comes out on top. Cards beat the Falcons 34-33. Jimmy G. <laughs>
1: sorry, that one was too funny. Jimmy G and my Khalifa beat. <laughs> me Khalifa? Mia Khalifa beat the LA Rams 20-7 in LA
0: <laughs> Broncos take the Titans for a ride in the mile high Denver takes the dub 16-0
1: Sam Darnold stops doing the kissing and makes the Cowboys kiss his ass they win it 24-22 Jets fly
0: the Steelers stun the Bolts as they win in LA 24-17 that's it that's week 6 for now
1: Yeah, (laughs) there's one game we're going to leave off the ballot. All right, weekly it. Yeah, let's get into it. Offensive Offensive player player. of the week. I think me and you both have the same one, if I remember. Incorrect.
0: Uh, Incorrect? Who do you got? Lamar Jackson.
1: Oh, well, that's a good one.
0: 21 for 33 completion, 236, 236 passing yards. 19 carries, 152 rushing yards, and a rushing touchdown.
2: Yeah.
1: The only thing I would have made that a little bit sweeter is if he threw a touchdown, but you yes. know you can't complain. He took the W and he ran his ass off. still so. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, my offensive player of the week is Stefan Diggs. Seven receptions, 167 yards, three touchdowns. Enough said. Don't have to even spend any more time on that. Especially after all the controversy to win that and just do what he did, did his yeah. dance. Mm-hmm. Defensive player of the week, who you got?
0: I got James Bradbury, the corner in Carolina. He had 10 solo tackles, two interceptions, and
1: four pass deflections. That's a pretty good game. Pretty good game, especially shut down Tampa Bay's offense. It's been pretty good the last two mm-hmm. weeks. Uh, my defensive play of the week is another cornerback, Chris Harris, out of Denver, helped with the shutout, got four tackles, an interception, a forced fumble. Talk about Denver just embarrassing the fuck out of Tennessee, making them switch quarterbacks midway through the game, not even letting them find the end zone or a field goal. That's pretty tough. Yeah,
0: that's not easy to do in
1: the NFL. Yeah.
0: MVP? MVP Stefan Diggs. I oh, figured okay. he he uh it wasn't it was good to see him come out, do what he did. Yeah. Especially after all the, you know, people deciding is he really who he you know, everyone thinks he is. Yeah, I figured I think he he'd got be somewhere in your awards this week. Yeah, I think he got his team to dub this week.
1: Yeah. My MVP this week is Sam Darnold. Uh, a week after I said the Jets might be the worst team in the league, they proved me wrong. And Sam Darnold came out and did exactly what... You know, last week, I wish I really thought about it. That team's been missing their starting quarterback and was on a third string. Look at... Uh, teams don't win like that, except Pittsburgh. But, uh, I mean... Sam Darnold coming out, 23 for 32, 338 yards, two touchdowns, and interception, led his team to a win over the Cowboys. I think that's their third loss in a row now. Cowboys, yep. Yep, yeah, so Jason Guerin might be in the hot seat, but we can we can spend some time on that later on. Uh, that's it. Sleeper?
0: Sleeper, uh was- Carlos Hyde, Houston's back. He had 26 carries, one. 116 yards, a touchdown, and a reception for 14 yards. Definitely
1: only sleeper pick. People didn't expect that. I think I, I, I was listening to a podcast last week, uh, and they said that they Houston should be missing Lamar Miller, and then Carlos Hyde comes out and puts up a game like that. That's pretty mm-hmm. impressive. My sleeper this week, you're not going to like this. Alan Lazard, four receptions, 65 yards, and a touchdown.
0: The touchdown wasn't a touchdown, but we can get into that. It wasn't a touchdown.
1: Hey, don't get me wrong, but word on the street is Aaron Rodgers went up to the uh, wide receivers coach and said, give me number 13, and then did that. So, Hmm. you know,
0: I'm not not proud of the pick. Did he do it to number 80? Look,
1: I'm
2: not proud of the pick. He did it for fantasy, and he didn't do it.
1: (laughs) I'm not proud of the pick, but he was a sleeper. No one knew his name. He did. Still forgot his name. Till today, Alan Lazard. Are we going dumpster diving this week? Because my dumpster dive leads into our uh, conversation at the end. It's not a team.
0: NFL. I'll just. G80. I'll make it quick and just say uh, Dallas. Oh, Dallas. Okay, hole. that's a good dumpster dive. Yep, moves to a unwinning team. And that or Atlanta, really? Yeah, either one. Well, Atlanta at least has a win. Well,
2: I'm
1: Dallas has three. I, that's not. I was thinking about it the other way around.
0: Just I guess
2: so. Okay.
1: My over. dumpster dad was NFL referees for various reasons, but we can get into that later. <laughs> so, weekly awards are done. Let's talk some trades. Let's keep let's keep it light before everything gets hot and heavy around here, because I have a really good feeling it's gonna get hot and heavy. So, to get a little <laughs> <laughs> body temperatures rising. Right, it's starting to boil over there. NFL trades. Jalen Ramsey finally is on a different team. Do we want to talk about the pre phase to that? Do we want to talk about what led up to that? Because about two hours prior to Jalen Ramsey's announcement to go into the LA Rams, they made a trade themselves and traded Marcus Peters to Baltimore.
0: Mm hmm. Yeah, the Rams were pretty active today. Um, I don't know what it was, but they lost a corner and got a corner. Um, yeah. And or, a linebacker. Yeah, or they didn't get a corner. They lost a corner. They got a corner. No, they got, yeah, they got, they lost a corner, got a corner, and got a linebacker. Um, Gave up two first round picks and a fourth
1: round pick for it, though.
0: Yeah, but if I mean, if you ask me, the team that not you know isn't being talked about right now is the Ravens.
1: Well, the Ravens. I mean, their secondary is about to be pretty. The defense has been pretty solid all year.
0: Yeah, and I, I think, think you add a arguably Pro Bowl corner to that scheme.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's true. And there's two questions. I well, two takeaways, questions, whatever you want to call them, from the Rams. Not questions, but there's one question and one takeaway. The keep to leave just got put on the IR. They obviously need to help at cornerback, and their offense is allowed to combine. What are we at? 105 points over the last three weeks between Tampa. You mean defense? What did I say? You said offense. Their okay. offense is allowed. Their defense is allowed. I'm sorry, yeah. 105 points over the last three weeks. Um, I mean, obviously, they needed help there. They needed help, mm-hmm. and their secondary, to Talib's out. You need to find something to fill it. Who's better than a young stud and Jalen Ramsey? Um, why not give away the draft capital, I guess, when you're there to win? I think L.A. is expected to win every year now until they start losing some of that roster talent. But my question is, how the fuck do they pay for all these players?
0: Um, I couldn't tell you, honestly. I mean, you're, I mean you're it talking seems like... They just have all these stars,
1: right? Last year they had Sue, Dante Fowler, they had uh, uh, T- Tlaib, Peters. I mean, they had all kinds of offensive or defensive weapons that they had to pay for. Brandon Cooks is an offensive weapon they have to pay for. Jalen Goff just got a huge extension. Cooper Cup's going to have an extension. Did you soon. say Jalen Goff? <laughs> sorry, I'm thinking Jalen. I looked at Jalen Ramsey in my notes and thought Jalen Goff. Sorry, uh, a lot of Jalen talk today, but. I mean, I'm just curious. How the hell is this team paying for it? Are they cooking the books? I don't know. But, I mean,
0: they do got to pay the price in the in one category. Something I actually just found out recently is that if the Rams don't trade back for one, this will be their fifth straight year without a first-round
1: pick. I mean, when you're a confident team, I guess you just go balls deep. <laughs> They're not playing like a confident team. Well, yeah. I mean, they, they've looked rough. And, honestly, I think some of that falls on Jared Goff. Uh, some of that falls on their defense and just the team overall. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put like. They're, they're I'm not still, saying they're done. They're I'm still, just yeah, saying no, they're playing they're a five you know. right now, uh, they're going to make the playoffs. I mean, we'll see. Seattle and San Francisco are making it interesting. San Francisco seems legit. Seattle obviously just beat them last week, so I think the Rams are at an uphill battle. But I think Ramsey might help with that. Uh, we'll see though. Their secondary needs to get better. What do you got? What? I got nothing, that's what. What the hell is that? Because I think
0: you know what that means.
1: No, what we got, I still had some stuff about Marcus Peters real quick. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Right, hurry up. Yeah, we're not going to jump right into that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Baltimore, they got, or, yeah. I'm sorry, they traded Peters to Baltimore for Kenny Young and an undisclosed pick. Uh, I'm curious to see what that pick is. Uh, I'm sure Marcus Peters wasn't going too cheap. I mean, he's not a terrible cornerback. But he and, wasn't having any, you know. Yeah, outstanding play. I mean, we'll see. I th- I think giving up three, four picks four picks in a few hours is pretty pretty risque, but mm-hmm. maybe it's not yeah, a risk. Actually, word.
0: We didn't mention what they were, but the, the picks that Jacksonville received were a 2020 first round, 2021 first round, and 2021
1: fourth round. Yeah, I said two first round picks. Oh, I didn't hear it. Yeah. It was early. I, I kind of ran through it real quick because uh, I'm getting antsy thinking about what we got to talk about. Yep. So we got our trades and we got the recap and now we got to talk about a game that me and you had a bit of an exchanging of words last night. It was actually the first time I think me and you actually got to sit through an entire game watching it together. Mm-hmm. So uh, uh, first things first, I want to call you out for something. What? You. You. <laughs> We're rooting for the fucking Green Bay defense and Jimmy okay. Graham throughout that entire Listen fucking game. Listen to this, game.
0: people. Let me break something down. Actually, it wasn't the entire fucking game. It was like <laughs> the first half and then the first like three minutes of the fourth quarter. Um, I was... <laughs> Fuck. Fantasy football, all right? Listen, I played against a guy who had Russell Wilson who got damn near 30. Stephon Diggs who got like 45. And New England's defense who got 28. It's Every other player football, on his team other than... One player who got 12 points had less than 10 points. I lost to three fucking people. And I had Mike Evans, 20 points. Julian Edelman, 20 points. Christian McCaffrey, 21. Chris Carson, 25. Pat Mahomes, 18. I had a very consistent roster. And I had two players left, and it was Jimmy Graham and the Green Bay defense. So all jokes aside, I just wanted to win, and I still lost because they both didn't do well not but, only
1: you lost in fantasy but you, you lost a broken heart too. yeah
0: I told Melvin that I was in a win-win situation because either I'd win in fantasy or my Lions would win yeah I got neither of those things yeah, yeah. so start with that final score real quick it was uh, 23-22 Green Bay wins uh, by a field goal
1: so before we get into what we got to talk about because obviously it's towards the end of the game where things got fucked up let's talk about the beginning first because I, I think, think
0: If you ask me The Lions had their Most aggressive drive So far this year the first drive Of this uh,
1: game Yes and no Why and why no Yes because the first Play of the game is a 66 yard Bomb to Galladay But the following Three plays after that Stafford stumbles Drops Second and Whatever it was 14 15 Next play Fumbled but recovered it Yeah it Slid fell Fumbled Caught it Whatever Recovered it Whatever Second play they run it. Three, four yards, whatever it might have been. Next play. Stumbles again. Tosses it four yards. Fourth and whatever. Settle for a field goal. Kick it off. Green Bay gets three and out. You get the ball back. Get a touchdown this time. Questionable touchdown. Me and you both agreed on that when we watched it. We were like, eh, it's kind of an iffy call. But we get the touchdown. We're up 7-0. Next 0 10-0. Next, 10-0. You're right. Next drive. Next drive, we kick the ball, punt the ball off. They fumble and hand it to us. In the, It was a green base 25 where we were covering. Settle for a field goal. I told you, we could be up 21 nothing right now.
0: You did every time we
1: kicked a field goal, tip, you kept continue.
0: I, you, okay. Your intoxication was growing, so you continued <laughs> yeah. to mention every time a field goal was made. Could be up right in this right now, but yeah. no, we're only up this. But look, and I understand and I that? It. Let me let me add, let me break something down for you real quick. And I read this from an NFL analyst earlier today. I don't remember the name. Yes, that you should be capitalizing on these plays, but they wouldn't. Field goals would not be a thing in football. If they weren't a form of scoring
1: don't get me wrong i i'm glad they I'll scored take three, three over zero three. Three. yeah okay
0: i'll take five threes over five zeros Yeah. okay yes i'd obviously take a seven over a three but at the end of the day we were up Bye. <laughs> i needed just my brain is fucking twirling we were up 13-0 yep we were up two scores okay we were up two scores so you did what you could to try and put yourself in a winning situation. For the most part, you were dealing with a depleted Green Bay offense. I understand that. Devontae not Adams yet. Was I mean, out. Devontae Adams was out, but other than and that. And later in the game, Geronimo Allison got hurt. And then VS got taken out for a little bit, too. Yeah, and then uh, Valdez scanting also, yes.
1: But there's another but, thing that happened in the first quarter that bothers me a little bit more than that. Look, I don't expect any team to go 100% red zone efficiency. I'll say that right now, because I know that's the main argument I'm going to get. You can't expect a team to get a touchdown every time they're in the red zone. Exactly. It's not going to happen. No.
0: Okay. We scored on every drive, though, other than like— Six of 11. Okay. Six of 11. I was going to say other
1: than a few, but— But if a you, majority of our drives, we yes. ended up with points. Here's my other issue in the first quarter. You had an opportunity to hold Green Bay to a field goal. Fourth and whatever. They're about to go out for the field goal. You have 12 men on the field. You give them a first down. They score their first touchdown. End of the first quarter is 13 7. Could easily be now if we don't want to if I'm pushing it by saying 21 3, it could easily be 13 3. That was a mistake. So forget forget my whole they need to score three touchdowns in the first quarter. That's not expected by any team. But they could have been at 13 3, not 13 7. Pretty sure I remember the Green Bay Packers only won by one point. So that would have forced them at the very end of the game to at least score a touchdown to tie it. And or go for a two point point win it by one. Now, not, not early mistakes. Now, my biggest issue is that we're going to dwell on these bad calls. Now, I get it. Bad call. There was fucking horrible calls. If you, we could go through a list. There's at least seven. Seven bad calls Four against the Lions. off the top of my
0: head of just that game. Yeah. Are well, you talking seven? Seven, seven that, in, that in this game. game. Oh,
1: Okay. <laughs> I thought you were talking in history.
0: Did you I said, see that? Did make you people see a lot of I'm book. not
1: sure. Me and you didn't talk about this, but there was a play where the Green Bay Packers had 13 men on the field.
0: Yes, I screenshotted it, posted it on Twitter. I 13. 13. It was. It was when it was 13 to. It was. It was when the uh, score was 13-7. Yeah. It was. Short, it, it was, was, was actually like that.
1: three or four plays after the 12 man. Yeah, thing. they were on defense, and I sat there and counted the picture three times Probably in the second quarter. Yeah, I mean, and, and, was, and you know what's funny? They gave Green Bay the timeout, so that didn't get called. Like Green Bay got their timeout off. The play was about and, to be And snapped. if you
0: look at the picture, it's not like any of them was running They're out all or running off up. the field. Yeah, they, were they were all, all in a up. position
1: to play. Yeah. So that's a bad call. That's an okay, early so one you that everybody the missed. call Lions
0: for a 12-man, but you don't call Green Bay for 13. Yep. There's
1: one. Okay. Uh, moving on, we had halftime. Nothing really happened between then and the halftime. Not necessarily. Coming back, though, we had the um, the – what is it called? Uh personal personal foul against uh tracy walker mm-hmm. if you really look at that i mean i get it it's a head-to-head contact you're gonna call that but i thought it was justin coleman was it coleman i thought it was tracy
0: walker it was justin coleman because he was and the thing that pisses me off about that call is in the replay even in just the game you see the, the fucker he was sticking his hands out he was staring at the ball. Yeah, he was going for the interception. Yeah, and the ball was just barely in reach of whichever Green Bay receiver it was. Yeah. so the re- you know Green Bay had to reach for it, whereas the Lions player, all he could have did, he could have just sat on it. It was coming right to him. Right, they were sitting there acting like it was fucking targeting. It was un- unnecessary roughness. Was the call? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. He was going for the ball. Yeah. His eyes were on the ball. His yeah. hands were out for the ball, and he wasn't running in the direction of the Green Bay player. Why are you calling a penalty? Yeah, I mean, it was. A, I, mean, we talked I don't about even that think it was questionable. Too. I think there should. Be, and we're talking about. Let me let me just point this out real quick. This the ref, the head ref for this game, has been in the league for twelve years. Mm-hmm. He officiated the Super Bowl last year.
1: Mm-hmm. Just just thought I'd point that out
0: real quick.
2: Yeah,
1: I mean, uh, but here's one thing we need to remember here is that the NFL probably has the worst officiating in all professional sports. Uh, the one thing I am happy about this game is that the nation, since this was a Monday Night Football game, got to see some of these bullshit calls the Lions fans have been putting up with. Mm-hmm. I mean, there were tweets
0: from X lions I mean, th- this is one that got me, and it it blew up in like 10 minutes. After like 10 minutes, he already had almost 11,000 likes, What's like 7,000 retweets, and it was TJ Lang guys played for both teams. He's not rooting for a winner there. Mm, maybe. He played for. He, he he got his Hall of Fame, quote unquote, you know, he got his stardom from. He got Green his Bay. name from Green, Green Bay. He didn't do too much in Detroit. He was okay, but he wasn't nearly as good I as think he was, was in Green I think Bay. He was pretty good He was good, but he wasn't Green Bay good yeah. as he was in Green Bay. Yeah. So you're talking about a guy who played for both teams and. Um, I don't remember where I saw, but somebody said, or it was either he said or somebody said before the game that he said he wasn't rooting for a winner. He was just watching the game to watch the game. And he called bullshit 100%. He was like, this is the worst officiating I've ever seen in my life.
1: Well, that was... was Pretty fucking bad. It was terrible. I mean, and
0: then on top of that, you have a bunch of players all around the country. Yeah, um, you have college players, NFL players, Hall of Famers. Barry Sanders commented on it
1: a few times. Um, well, I mean, you and you had the head of officiating apologize. You didn't you see that today? Yeah, came out and said he was going to reach out to Martha and uh, Dan, uh, not Dan Quinn, but Bob Quinn today, apologized to him and all that shit. For the first one Not the second one Or was it the second one And not the first one I felt like the first Illegal hands of the face Was more evident That Fucking, uh, back to fucking Bakhtari Bakhtari Whatever Bakhtiari. the fuck Bakhtiari. his name is Bakhtiari David Bakhtiari Had his hand in his face And now <laughs> Me and you got into this And I agree I, I think It was bullshit 100% There was nothing That was inexcusable Unless a dude's face Is now his entire Fucking Chest up Is his face And shoulder pads Are a fucking face Mm-hmm. Well, and they interviewed Trey Flowers after the
0: game, and you could just see in the look in his face and the tone in his voice, he knew what he was doing. He said, yeah. "I've been doing it my whole career. You know, I always <laughs> well, grab here's right one thing here, we're and they called me on the grab right here. So then I went right here, and they called me on that too." And here's the thing:
1: before this year, what what uniform
0: was Trey Flowers in? New England Patriots. The man has played fifty one. Yeah. NFL games. Yeah, but that's one thing he you're not realizing. Never, there. He has never been called for this penalty in his
1: entire but career. What and uniform is he wearing in all of his career? No, Patriots. How many non calls and bad calls go to the other team's favor when it's the Patriots' plan? How many times do you think the Patriots commit a penalty, like a couple weeks ago on that hit on Josh Allen that didn't get called? Mm-hmm. He's a Patriot then. Now he's a Detroit Lion. Detroit Lions are the tissue paper of the NFL. The NFL doesn't give a fuck about the Lions. They don't give a fuck about Cleveland. They don't give a fuck about any team that hasn't been successful and made them money in the last fucking 57 years. So when I look at that and I hear, well, fifty-one yes, I'm sure there's been times where he's has illegal hands to the face, but well, they didn't call it. That
0: happens in every game, <laughs> in yeah. every league, there's always a call that's not being made. Well, and yeah, it's and never, I mean, it, my it's, thing is though, is it's it's not being called because it's not clear. They even showed the replays for these both of these fucking calls on yeah. the jumbotron and the TV at the end of the field or yeah. whatever. No, it, it was blatant. It was blatant that I mean, they were not illegal
1: hands to the face. And they, those were the two that pissed me off. Because the first one was a sack would have forced him to punt because they're in line in and it was like fourth and 20-something. Yep. And I saw the video. That's um, where they got robbed. The ref that threw the flag on that first one
0: um, was standing with his hands on his knees. And after Aaron Rodgers got sacked, he then stood up and threw the flag. Yeah. So it's... You think about how long that play was. If I had to, I can go back and look. At, I think it was like six or seven seconds. Yep. And that means that David Bakhtiari and Trey Flowers were going, you know, doing their jobs for six or seven seconds. And after those six or seven seconds is when the ref realized, oh, oh hey, shit. Hands to the face. After Maybe you just Aaron got Rogers the colors the, mixed after up. After Aaron Rodgers hit the ground. Yeah.
1: But there's a couple other bad calls that before that, too. I mean, you got the uh, – the carry on Johnson thing, I'm not a big believer in that. I thought that was an incomplete pass, uh, even when they yeah, called it. The we catch we and both fumble. agreed it was an incomplete pass. I mean, that one's a little bit nitpicky, in my opinion. But Because he, he technically did take like two steps two or three. But he didn't the, look to have control of the
0: he ball, really in my opinion. Because as soon as he caught the ball, he turned and put it in one hand and dropped it out of that if one. If he had hand. secured it a little bit more. That would have easily been if you were to been, like had tucked it under his arm, taken
1: one more step, and then dropped it. Three points it, then of yes. contact on the ball, and he would have been fine. Exactly. Um, so that one is a little bit different, but that took away a first down opportunity to potentially, because that was also right outside the red zone and Green Bay's twenty-five. Potentially make a few more plays. Even at at worst, even if you didn't go in there and get another touchdown, at worst shaved another ninety seconds off the clock. Mm-hmm. So that would have gave them a little bit more. They would have used maybe a timeout. They would have put him in a little bit more of a apprehensive position. Green Bay, I mean. Uh, another one was the – this one I'm a little bit more behind is the defensive pass interference on Marvin Jones. Mm-hmm. That one, to me, seemed like it was actually pass interference. Yeah, I mean <laughs> –
0: a little bit more force, and it was a clothesline. line. Yeah. Like, all he had to do was move his arm up a few inches and push a little harder, and he would have closed yeah. line. It might- because in the replay, in slow motion, obviously, as all are, it affected the positioning of his arms. Yeah. It affected the positioning of his upper body, and it affected the angle of his upper body. Yeah. Those are the three forms of a wide receiver's form to catch a football yeah. is your arms, your chest— and your tor- like your torso I guess you yeah. consider chest torso is the yeah. same thing yeah. and not only that he he pulled him back he didn't just make the contact yeah there wasn't even a question there was no the play didn't stop for them to think about it. The play didn't stop well, for them to replay. Well, and that's one
1: thing that bothers they me is moved the, on this this whole, whole play, pass like interference thing, the, the new rule about how they're supposed to be reviewable and you can challenge them and all that. The thing is, is the league's made it blatantly clear. It doesn't matter whether you challenge or not. What's called in the field, it's not going to get overturned, which is bullshit to me, in my opinion. Don't even make the fucking rule. Because now what they're going to do is next year they're going to say, you know what, let's get rid of that rule. And then they can say, hey, look, we adapted to what you guys wanted. Because this all started with the New Orleans nons call last. Year. Mm -hmm. So now this year we're getting it. I mean, obviously Detroit was going to get it eventually. We always get bad calls. It's just a fucking Detroit thing. Mm -hmm. But my biggest thing is really, again, I'm not trying to take all the blame away from, I'm not trying to completely blame the Lions. That's not what I'm trying to argue here. What I'm trying to argue here is those fucking fans that keep calling and saying 100% of this loss is on the refs. I don't agree with that. I don't believe. Are they playing football? Are they the ones playing football? Well, no. Okay, then it's not their fault. But at the same time, and here's the—I'm not saying like it's not their I'm, I'm fault. So I'm just saying it's not hundred percent. If you put a number on it, what would it be? How much of the how much of the blame of a hundred percent? How much of that percent? What percentage is to the refs, and what percentage is on the lions? That's a good. That's a good question. Because um, here's a,
0: here's one thing I want to say: 50-50, just because it's like, <laughs> yes, the lions had that whole game to get more scoring opportunities. Yeah, but those both of those bad you know illegal hands to the face which were if you if you ask me out of the like six in that game those were the most important calls that you know were the most game-changing because yeah. they were both on third well, and down
1: that's that's where they took they the ball out of the hands of the players down. and that's where i agreed with my dad i was like you know what you're right there because the refs did actually take the ball away from the lions and say no because at that in that first one the ball would have went back to the lions with however much time was left on the clock and they would have had plenty of time i think that was before the last touchdown right I'm pretty sure the first one. It wasn't back to back. It was two yeah. separate drives. No, yeah, yeah, no, because what happened before was before the laser, they got the first the down
0: fight. after the first one. Yeah, and then what's his name scored that one touchdown. Yep. That yep. first of all, yeah. Not to mention another thing, they showed a pylon
1: cam picture oh, of the receiver in his down was at least down a at yard. The one yard. Line. And I know that's not like uh, they would have scored either way. Not even. But the there's a chance. Game. I mean, we saw what happened with the Chargers on the goal line. They fumbled it. There's a there's an op and now that's another one where I'm like, okay, either way, if it changed. I mean it might not have changed the outcome completely the last two or the last really the first one is the one that bothers me the most because when you watch that replay you clearly see fucking six. I always forget his name David Bakhtiari Bakhtiari had his face in Trey Flowers face well his was down here grabbing his fucking shoulder right but it's got called on the Lions and then they get the first down when it was clearly fourth and 19 at that point all the Lions had to do their run game wasn't all that great and that's one thing why I think the Lions are partially to blame 56 yards is unacceptable and allowing 440 yards for the fifth week in a row I'm sorry offensively the defense has allowed 450 yards from every single team they've played this year which is whatever. I also don't like their scheme on blitzing 9% of the time, but whatever. Anyways. Well, yeah, I mean, a guy like Aaron Rodgers, you know,
0: some will argue that he can be mobile, but he's really not. Uh, look, it's just Aaron Rodgers is not, to not the
1: same quarterback, and it's been no. pretty evident. If you look at last night's game, and we kept saying it, anytime you apply pressure on Aaron Rodgers, the fucker can't throw anywhere. He, he just it tosses out it out because he knew he was going to get hit. Exactly. And he can't get hit because guess what? He's fucking fragile, and he knows if he takes a hard enough hit, he's done for the season. And that team can't do anything without him. They're already on their fucking last limb, receiver-wise. The team sucks. I I don't believe Green Bay is a good team. I think Detroit proved, and they held the lead throughout the entire fucking game until the last second that they were the better team. The refs fucked him, yes. But I think the Lions could have done a little bit more to make sure that doesn't happen. Yes and no. I
0: agree with you and understand that a team needs to take more responsibility. There should have been thing, little things that have been done throughout that game. If you ask me, Matt Patricia needs to throw that fucking red flag on the non-defensive pass
2: interference call.
0: It wouldn't get a turnover, though. We At would the end have of the day, the though, make the fucking effort. You already you wasted your timeouts anyway. Well, he, he did threw waste them the fuck the away. He did waste them at the he end. You wasted them with a minute thirty six. They were on third and six, I think. Yeah. Then they ended up getting the fucking first down
1: yeah. because of the call. Yeah. If anything, you want to call that time? You save it and try to ice them. You save the timeout. Macross yes. was missed against you.
0: Yes. So it, it, at the end of the day, it's the gesture. Yeah. You know, I get it. You're doing what you're you're doing what you can to put your team in a winning situation. But, dude, that's a questionable call. That's why they gave you the ability to throw the challenge flag on pass interference yep. for questionable calls. And if yep. you ask me, I'll, all I think that would have taken was one more look and they would have understood, okay, he com- he impaled the receiver from the catch of the ball and it made the ball uncatchable because of the defense. I, and Whatever. The yeah. rule states what it states. But... So, yes, as going back to what I was starting to say is that there were little things that the Lions could have done throughout the game that could have changed the outcome. Yes, but it's the matter of the fact that both of those bad calls were made in the last, what, three minutes of the game? Well, yeah, Four minutes maybe of the game. five or six. They were game-changing plays. Yeah. Because one of them would have put them on fourth and 19. They would have either punted or tried for a field goal, one of the two. Either way, they're not, you know, they, you know, punt, we get possession. We have the lead, run the clock out, game over. Yeah. Field goal, we have a minute and a half, two minutes to go run down the field and get a field goal. Yeah. Not hard. Matt Prater can drill one from over half field. I'm yeah, not worried he about that.
1: proved that twice last night. Twice, 51, hey, he really, 54 If they yards. won that game, he would have been my MVP this week.
0: Yep. So in my mind, it is on the refs. I will understand that the Lions could have done more. I will not shed that idea because at the end of the day, the Lions were the team on the field or one of the two teams on the field working for the victory. Yeah. I understand that. But the the calls that the refs made were so game changing that the fucking game is on the refs. Yeah. And I will I will refuse to take that statement back. You are talking about this dude was in has been in the league for 12 seasons. He officiated the most important and biggest game of the football season just this last February. Yeah. And you made how many bad calls or didn't make how many good you know that how do you fuck up so many times in one game yeah not to mention on the detroit touchdown yes i understand it was a question of the carry-on johnson one yard i understand it was questionable we had three different refs doing Saying three, three different, different things. things that's why i'm thinking Get your fucking shit together yeah you are a- Refing professionals because you're supposed to be. Yeah, what you had
1: that was a fucking scene, man. You had one at the bottom of the screen when you were watching it, calling say, "call touchdown." touchdown. At the top of the screen, saying "no touchdown," and then a guy right to the right of him saying fourth down," even though it would have been a turnover on downs. Like
0: I don't understand how these motherfuckers get the money they get because. Well, I mean, what else <laughs> the, are we gonna do? I mean, there's no solution bro, no, to it. What are we gonna I get robots that, out there? But, Fucking discipline your refs.
1: Well, something.
0: Suspend them for three games. You know, do what you do to fucking players for
1: acting out. Right. that That is true. And I mean, honestly, th- I, there were talks of an investigation. Maybe they should. Maybe it's worth looking into. I saw a picture today. I don't know if it's real or not. Did I send it to you? What? What? Showed a ref jumping into the stands doing a Lando Lambo yeah. leap. Uh, you didn't send it, but I saw uh, it. Is that real? I don't know. I don't I really hope it's not <laughs> like that'd be some fucked up shit if it's not. I
0: remember I saw a tweet from a Detroit fan account that was saying just waiting
1: for, I this, feel like, waiting I feel for like the Z had to be Waiting fake. for the There's ref, no ref no to do a Lambo that. leap. Yep. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it had yep. to be fake.
0: No, when, if if we were gonna do uh add this into the goofy recap, I was gonna say that uh the Lions had to what did I say? Lions head to Green Bay and the zebras take them out. Yeah, honestly, because the fuck, the fuck did Green Bay do to win this game? Well, that's true.
1: I mean, they, they they put together a touchdown drive at the end. Yes but and again, no, but yeah, that's no. true. Right? I mean, I guess if you want to negate that touchdown, yes and no. But I mean, Green Bay was one. If I, fan, if I was a Green Bay fan, if I was a Green Bay fan right now, I'd feel dirty as fuck, and I don't think any of them do. And that's no, what off, they're all me like, out, fuck frankly. yeah, Green Bay. I mean, we fuck were with one last Hayden, night. Motherfucker, He almost got a, He was about to get his ass beat, dude. He's fucking running around, running his fucking mouth. Dude, yeah. I'm sorry. If you're a Green Bay fan, you should not feel proud of that fucking win because you didn't win that fucking yeah, game. The those, refs but, won it for you. Yeah, for those
0: that don't know, we were at uh, Buffalo Wild Wings last night. Every seat in the building was filled with a Lions fan except yeah, for a few. You even had Lions the,
1: fans dressed up like the goofy asses themselves. Just yeah, there's like, like, like a, they're a game. Uh,
0: machador mask or yeah, whatever the fuck they're machador called. Machador mask and a poncho over. Like, right. what are you doing? Yeah, they you're just at B-dubs in Waterford. Yeah. Like, stop it. You're so, not even close to Detroit. Um, <laughs> one of the guys we were with well, was a Green yes, Bay sorry. fan, and after the game, you know, he's all woo.
3: Let's go. Mind you, okay,
1: mind you. Let me give a little backstory about this kid before we actually. No, it's not not really a backstory. This is a kid that's grown up, spent his entire life in Detroit, and has been a Green Bay and Ohio State fan his entire life. So he has no relevance in my book. Sports-wise. So, I mean, but it's just sit there and talk shit and act like you won the game. That, that's firsthand with a Green Bay fan. The fuck you did. Now, look, I'm not, again, I think really if I had to put a number on it, I've kind of jumped back and forth on this thing because at the end of the day, I think either answer is right. I think the Lions fucked you, but I also think the refs fucked you. That's and why I, I say it's 50-50 because it can really go either way. Yeah. The Lions
0: were one bigger play away from winning the game, and the refs could have called one of those back and not been a call. That could have won the game too. Really? It's, it could go – You know, one thing could change – with either the referees or the Lions, yeah. and that game is a different outcome. There some other
1: things. I mean, like T.J. Hawkinson dropped a touchdown pass in the end zone. Uh, that, then again, that's so did like Aaron Jones. That. Well, yeah, that's true. Wide he did. the fuck open. Right, yeah, that's true. Really, Jimmy Graham, we said it twice last night, those would have been touchdowns if he was in a Seattle uniform. So, mm-hmm. again, I don't think either team really – I think if you look statistically, you could say Green Bay outplayed the Lions. But if you actually watch the game, it it was blatantly clear the Lions did um, outplay them, frankly. Well, I mean, if you ask me, the Lions played...
2: I mean, they the made plays. Defense the defense the made day. plays
1: when they needed to. They they I they, they think they only had a couple of sacks, but they got that big interception. They got that fumble recovery. They They're actually had, fourth in the league right now for turnovers. They would have had two sacks, except the one
0: was they called. Uh, what's you're right. Name you're for right. Snacks got one, face. and then Trey Flowers would have had one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They called him for illegal. And then um, there would
1: have been some more if Aaron Rodgers wasn't such a pussy-ass bitch.
0: Well, that and I don't know. man. Patricia, you're a defense guru, you know. He made it obvious to uh, do the fucking eight-year-old could see when the blue guys get it close to number twelve in white that he throws the ball bad. Yeah, clearly yeah. every fucking time that they pressured Aaron Rodgers, like you said, and I wa- I started to realize it after you said it last night at the game. Yeah, when we were watching. Every single time that they would collapse on the pocket, Aaron Rodgers would either throw it out of bounds, try to scramble, get almost sacked, and throw it way short or way over a receiver, yeah, or just straight up out there of bounds. There was not one play where he was pressured that he there was a successful play came out of it. Right. So why the fuck wouldn't you keep
1: doing that? Uh, that's what I'm wondering, and that's what big thing I have. That's and an issue I have with the defensive scheme, keep... Patricia. I'm being uh, uh, dead serious. Yeah, I mean, Matt. Look, I don't want to. He's completely the head put coach.
0: He's not the defensive coordinator. But this guy, you saw what he did in New England. He won. Yeah. Blah blah blah. Super. Bowl is you got to have both sides of the ball to yeah. win the Super Bowl. So he's clearly, I guarantee he has an influence on the defensive side of the
1: ball. 100%. Why would you not? L- just look at your defensive coordinator well, you're, and be like, dude, pressure him. Look. Right. And that's my biggest issue. Well, one of my biggest issues so far this offseason is every week it seems like, well, they already said they're not trying to pressure the quarterback because they don't want him to get up. Dude, you spent... A lot of fucking money on your defense in the last two years. You picked up Oquara. You spent $17 million a year on Trey Flowers. You picked up Snacks last year, obviously for run defense, which is a whole other thing. You picked up all these guys, fucking Coleman. You picked up all these guys, right? But you're still playing so passive on defense, and I don't get why. Because I can understand Kyler Murray. He's a mobile guy. You don't want to pressure him and then fuck up and let him run all over you. Because he'll do that. He's and fast. He and he's showed a little it fucker. once or twice. Yeah, he did. You look at Phillip Rivers, he's not really mobile. He's not. He can't really throw. Put some pressure on that dude. Look at him all year round. I mean, the win we had, I don't want to say it, but it kind of looks a little bad because the Chargers only have one win right now. And the Chargers don't look that good because Phillip Rivers can't throw a fucking ball. And I'm pretty sure he's thrown two or three end zone interceptions at the end of games in the last three weeks. Did it against Pittsburgh, did it against us, and I'm pretty sure he had one more against Indy the week before. So... He's done it a few times. He's not Mm -hmm. the same Phillip Rivers.
0: Yeah, this is my thing. Three of the five teams we played do not have a mobile quarterback. Phillip Rivers, Carson Wentz, Aaron Rodgers. Why are you not pressuring them? That's (sighs) what I don't get. Patrick Mahomes, Kyler Murray, I get it. Yeah. The guys can fucking move on their feet. They've shown it, and they did in the games maybe once or twice. So the QB contained work to those games, if you ask me. Right. They're always going to get one or two, obviously. Right. But when you're playing a motherfucker who has an arm, I'm not going to snub it. An arm as dangerous as Aaron Rodgers, yep. you need to be on his ass. And you proved it here and there throughout the game that it worked. Yeah. Why the fuck are you not continuing to do that? Yeah. I cannot comprehend how an NFL coach, someone who was getting paid to be a professional, cannot see something that half the fucking country did.
1: Well, I mean, like Matt, or Matt Stafford said after the game, I guess we can see it better than they can uh, regarding like where the ball is and all that. That was about the calls. But, I mean, it's true. We have we do see a little bit more. Yeah, we but have they like also 40 have a jumbotron cameras. that sees the same shit yeah, they do. We have like 40 cameras
0: that look from different angles and zoom in and, and slow-mo and all that. Right. But, like you said, they got the jumbotron and they see the same shit we do. And they get paid millions of dollars to do what we don't. Exactly. We sit there and watch the game for entertainment. You sit there, bust your ass to play it or coach it or officiate it, whichever the fuck it may be. I just don't understand something as simple as a concept as this. Defensively, this works. Why are you not still doing it? Why are you not I understand not doing it every play. That'll make your motherfuckers tired. Yeah. M D linemen will get worn out. I don't care how good a shape you're in. Yeah. That requires a lot of effort. Being an X D lineman, obviously high school is the big difference. Right. I get it. Pressuring the QB is not easy because you gotta work a little bit harder to balance yourself from trying to break off the O line because that's really what you're taught as a D
1: lineman. Right. But come on, dude. Well, well, what pissed me off the most was that little fucking stat line that came up below one of the—it was one of the plays. 9% of all pass plays, you're blitzing. Only 9%. And in the times they are rushing them, they have three guys, and then there's that one play where the fucking Green Bay rushes us with seven and immediately stops us. Why are we only rushing with three dudes? Why aren't we being a little bit more aggressive? Now I get it. You want to cover them and make them mess up, bend the back. But you have, this is what I don't get. Before the season, we all said the D-line and the front seven were going to be the big parts of this game. Or the big parts of this team. But so far, the secondary has been the highlights. Hell yeah. So why the fuck aren't we using that front seven a little bit more? That's all I'm trying to get. Like, I get it. Coaching a game is hard. I can't do it. But when I'm seeing something that's working, like you're saying, if I see something working, why am I not continuing to make it work? It's, it's a simple concept, dude. It's fucking peewee football. And you had, I mean, I'm not trying to like, again, the Lions held the lead the whole time and they should have won that game, but MVS was out for half that game. Geronimo Allison was out of that game, and fucking Devontae Adams was out of that game. And not to mention they were missing Darnell Savage on the defensive side, and then there was a, uh, someone else they were missing, but either way. They were missing a lot of their wide receivers. Their secondary, really, frankly, should have shut them down, and they did for the first half. Aaron Rodgers was at 143 yards in the first half. Staff, but somehow ended up three. with a little over 300 or a little over 250. It was 250, a little over 250. It was like 258 or some shit like that. Something like that. And then they you let them rush 170 yards on you.
0: That was a Jamal Williams, if
1: you ask me. He had like yeah, 96 rushing Yeah, Jamal Williams and yards. Aaron Rodgers, or not Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones, Aaron Jones. had a couple, but they kind of pulled him out after his little mishaps there. But, yeah. I mean, from there, so we're, you know, I'm not completely done. I think the Lions, if you really want to, like, go big picture so far this season, first game should have been won, second game, third game they won. Fourth game was pretty close, really. They could have won that, but there were some silly mistakes. But I'm not going to – this team is, again, going back to what we said last time we talked about them, a few points away from being undefeated right now. Still is. Another one-point game. Really, two two three Three-point
0: uh, game. or One-point game, four-point game. Zero-point
1: game. Right, Ty, yeah. I mean – Four points – well, really, there are three points. Four points from winning against the Chiefs. One point away from beating the Cardinals and two fucking seven, well, five points from winning, seven not though. bad calls against the fucking refs, and we would be. I mean, at this point, I'm just pissed off and frustrated. I'm not done with this team, and I really think moving forward, what do you think? What do you think they need to do? I have an answer for you. Just fucking understand when something is working,
0: understand that. Football my, my, can be played in more than one way. You don't have to keep playing the same way against well, I every mean, team. I, don't get me wrong. Your goal should be, be to bit. shut down the scheme of the team you're playing against. Okay? So, obviously, the strong suit of this Green Bay offense is Aaron Rodgers.
2: Especially in that so
0: situation. So, 9% of the game, you focus on Aaron Rodgers? I don't understand that. And yep. I never fucking will. Yep. They have maybe two good offensive linemen. David Bakhtiari is a good offensive lineman, mm-hmm. easily. No. I don't know any other names on that o line. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> your best receiver's out. Who the fuck is Ger- Geronimo Allison? Who the fuck is Marquise Velda This can'ting. Obviously, another names, but like, right. I didn't know him last year. Right. Okay. Jimmy Graham is a washed up piece of shit. Yeah, I mean, he hasn't I had a good year in three years. He's a she- he's the shell
1: of himself. He's just a name. Okay.
0: Aaron Jones. Is inconsistent. Yeah, he had a huge week last week, but look at the weeks before that. I mean, he didn't really right. do much. And, you know, last year and the year before that didn't really do much. Right. Jamal Williams, he's been in and out of injuries. So he's, you know, he's one big hit away from being out for the rest of the fucking year. Right. Obviously, like you mentioned earlier, so is Aaron Rodgers. Right. So where in the fuck in this offense? Where is he, what's your problem of not understanding that there is one sole thing in this offense that's been consistent and that's fucking Aaron Rodgers. Right. Everything else has changed so much. Yeah. Two years ago, Devontae Adams was not arguably a top three receiver in the league, but now he is. Yeah. I mean, he, in fantasy, he's in PPR fantasy. He was the he was ranked the number one wide receiver.
1: It doesn't surprise me.
0: Okay, so two years ago that wasn't him. You know, well, two years ago you he had the Randall only Cobb. He can throw I understand that. I mean, you know, two years ago you had Randall Cobb and. Uh, James Jones, he wasn't bad. And then obviously, um, who's the white guy? Jordy Nelson. <laughs>
1: but, like, so here's my answer with the what the Lions need to do. <sighs> I mean, I, I would sure hope the Lions fans are, or not Lions fans, the Lions fans are a whole nother story. Lions players are pissed off and frustrated from this last week. What they need to do is bottle all that shit up and take it out on Minnesota this week, get your win back. Take it out on New York. For the rest of this season, this team should be playing late with a chip on their shoulder because I guarantee you right now if they dwell on this loss, we might as well quit rooting for this team right now. What they need to do is play with a chip on their shoulder. Right now the best thing they can do is prove the NFL wrong and prove everyone else wrong. You fucking had Colin Cowherd coming on today saying Stafford's the reason we lost that game. That's not true to me. Stafford I'm, so didn't, fucking, I'm me not going
0: to mention. I'm just going to touch on this very fast. I'm going to make it quick. I am so beyond tired of people blaming Matthew Stafford. He is a talented quarterback, yeah. but he has had to work so goddamn hard to help this team succeed because so much
1: with the team.
0: Outside I, of his I really position think Stafford so haters are just a,
1: a breed of their own at this point, honestly. And I mean
0: it's crazy because half the Stafford haters are fucking Lions fans. Yeah. Well
1: no, they all are. Well, like, not all of them. I don't understand. The dude is capable. He yeah. he tries. You see he the frustration on the sideline, dude. Any quarterback that's been through a fucking, you get picked up by an own sixteen team your rookie year. Obviously, it wasn't. They got drafted because of that. He got drafted because of that. He's been through a lot of ups and downs with this team. He's been through how many fucking head coaches? How many offensive coordinators? He's stuck around and he's been. That's why I love Stafford. I Has won't hate on him. A
0: trade. No, he's
1: not fucking Jalen Ramsey Hasn't held Brown. out for his check. Well, he gets paid a lot of money, but well, he no, didn't I'm held saying out to like, hold out for it. Out. Because they you know, paid him, they, they weren't going to try to fucking argue with it. They, I know, it, I'm just it, saying. He hasn't said that money's well. a different thing. I don't necessarily think 27 million at the time was worth it, but it, you know, Stafford is what we need right now. I don't think we need to move on. From I'm not going to say he's a fucking god. I'm not going to say. In my he's opinion, Stafford's outplayed Aaron Rodgers and Pat Mahomes in the last two weeks they yes. played. Yes. Simple as that. Now, I get it. He might have had some bad throws last night, My stat line does not look that good, but he made plays when he needed to last night. The only thing he didn't do was his receiver fucking didn't catch the ball in the end zone, which is fine. Whatever. TJ Hawkinson's a rookie. It would have been nice. It would have been great. Everybody would have been like, fuck yeah, we got, a qu- or we got another tight end that can score the ball. We got a little drop sees, but you know what? I, I, I really can't put this on Stafford. I can't. No. His offense, I think he started 8 for 9 and 172 yards or something like yeah, that. Was something. After that was where it got a little rough. I think it was like 19 for 32, uh, ended up with 200-something yards. So it didn't look good after that. I think they only ended up getting 57 yards total in the second half. And I think they only ended up scoring a total of six points in the second half. That's a little frustrating to me. But at the same time, if two of those calls – the earlier calls, the defensive pass interference or the carry on Johnson catch, fumble, whatever, didn't get called, there was a chance we got a touchdown there. So two touchdown opportunities got pulled away from it and we could have stopped Green Bay from scoring 10 points if they didn't make those other two calls. So really that's a, that's a fuck. what is that? 28 point turn that could have happened from four calls. It could have went 28 points in fucking Detroit's favor easily. On top of the earlier argument I had, if they scored, let's say they did fucking score all of them, they could have fucking blew the shit out of Green Bay. And again, I'm not. this is not me blaming Detroit. Partially, yes, Detroit's fault. I can't really put a number on it. I've jumped between fucking 25% the Lions' fault to 75% the Lions' fault to 50% the Lions' fault. There is no fucking right or wrong answer. The, Lions, the, 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 the refs Game's robbed over. you. So what they need to do, play with a chip on their shoulder and keep fucking running. Keep playing. Just play clean, hard,
0: good football.
1: Really? That's what they need to do. They need to beat Minnesota this week, though. Because if they lose to Minnesota, that's when Detroit's going to. Like, this week, it's a little different because you have something to blame. You have an excuse to say, you know what? The Lions lost because of this. I can get behind it a little bit. I'm not a big fan of that. I've, I'm always one to say, like, I don't like blaming refs for wins or losses, but, you know, what? there are don't. certain times, like, New Orleans last year kind of did get robbed. But here's another thing. Now that I'm on the topic of New Orleans, if this happened to fucking New Orleans, imagine the uproar they would have got then, especially those fucking whiny-ass fans. And I'm not trying to dog I mean, I kind of am. I'm kind of getting sick of the Saints, really, with their whole fucking... Those fans just bitch and bitch and bitch. But... Again, this is—it's just if this happened to the Saints, it'd be a much bigger deal, in my opinion. If that happened to any other fucking team, the either
0: the plays wouldn't have gotten called or would have gotten called, whichever plays they were, were. Or you know, honestly, I'm very glad that it happened on Monday Night Football,
2: where to, there is not a,
0: not one other fucking game on. So everyone in yeah, the, the there's nation, yeah, it was a one o'clock game. No all one saw football it. lovers watched this game
1: yeah. and saw it well and that's another thing I mean if you really look at there there was and another game this past weekend with some agoroshes uh, Cleveland Seattle had some really bad calls too yep so um, but no one's talking about that because no one really watched it no one was paying it. I mean I'm sure people did but mm-hmm. again it, uh, Cleveland got fucked on a few picks or win, or a few fucking missed calls and all that too mm-hmm. but in the Lions everybody got to see it and hopefully I mean uh, fucking Aaron Rodgers just you see what he said after the game run. see what he no. said oh, man he said something dicky Something about the refs Didn't their job And blah 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 Like Completely brushed off The fact that there was Nothing wrong with those calls he, I think he said something He actually might have said I didn't see anything Wrong with those Man Dude If I could see mm, I fucking hate Aaron Rodgers But here's another thing I want Green Bay To come into our house At the end of the season I really hope we're still In playoff contention I hope we knock Those fuckers to the ground Dude I hope we fucking Do what we did to them last year when, it, But this time Actually means something And fucking kill them. Kill them. I hope Trey Flowers gets 17 sacks on that fucking piece of shit. Anyways. That's really, I mean. The thing that aggravated me
0: the most, I think, is that if it was just this one time, okay. But you're talking about seven years of this shit.
1: More than that. More than yeah.
0: that, but like consistent. As you go back to the Dallas game, playoff game, you know, they're obviously the quest the should have been pass interference with Brandon Pettigrew and whatever his name is. Hitchens, I think, was the linebacker. Yep. I don't know. Um, then I'm the Calvin man. the Calvin rule this yep. is literally what they call it. He literally caught the ball, took two steps, dropped it, no touchdown. Excuse me. That's yep. a touchdown. The Seattle Golden Tate. Yep. Then this is Seattle Golden Ten Tate thing. Um, or that was Falcons Golden Tate.
1: Oh, yeah, you're right. Falcons the Seattle thing Seattle is when Kelvin,
0: Kelvin uh, got like – That know was another happened. Monday Night Football game. Kelvin fumbled it, and then K.J. Wright smacked it out of bounds, but they didn't call it that that's what happened.
1: Well, that was the touchdown that ended up not being a touchdown in 10 seconds. Yeah,
0: yeah. so that's two playoff games that got screwed. Not playoff. Because, no? No, good. that was a Monday Night oh, that game. Oh, was, that was to go into the playoffs. Yeah. I know we were playing yeah. Seattle 4th to get a playoff spot yeah. um, Or to get a wild card I think. And and It seems like to that. happen
1: in the biggest, most important games It really does I, I don't look at Kansas City as like last, The last time they played was a big deal Like, oh, it's a big game This game means a lot This game against Green Bay We literally had the opportunity to be in first place in NFC North today and we're in last. But instead we got these bad fucking calls And now we're in last place It made, us, it made our fucking year a lot harder Because now we have to beat. I mean, I I think we can beat Minnesota. I'm not too worried about it. Mm -hmm. We're coming back with a chip on our shoulder. They're coming back off a big win. We're at home. Lions fans are going to be riled up, and if they're not, they better fucking be. Then you got New York at home. That should be pretty easy. Oakland's a little nerve-wracking. we got some games that we played, but I I really think we're out of the rough stretch now a little bit. I think we need to beat Minnesota and, and get this shit on track and just play it out. But... I'm a little nervous with this fucking tie at the beginning of the season, this bullshit ass call here. Those two games might swing this whole season to the. the t- I mean, two weeks ago, I would have said this team could go 10 and 6, or well, not 10 and 6, but 10 5 and 1 or 9 5 and 1 or whatever. Now I'm sitting here pissed off because I had to watch that shit last night. And there's nothing they could do. What, what the fuck's the NFL going to do? Apologize and remake the rule? Name it after the fucking Lions like they haven't done that already? can't can't do anything all we gotta do is sit there and fucking say well same old rust to the same yeah, old fucking lines." that's line the shit
0: that fucking pisses me off is that nothing can be done and I have to just sit here frustrated and just fucking accept that we got screwed yep I don't
1: <sighs> it sucks I mean I, just, I don't it blows actually it's terrible <laughs> it's it's inexcusable Shouldn't it, it, These guys should not get paid to fuck up that bad. Really shouldn't. I, I don't understand
0: why there hasn't been a punishment yet. <laughs> you have people. The, the nation was fucking storming Twitter last night. Yeah. In the first hour of the the problem, there was over 300,000
1: tweets alone yeah. about. Well, they were, we were trending. That doesn't mention. We were number mention, one trending in the US. That doesn't
0: mention, you know, that doesn't. Have anything to do with Facebook, Instagram, you know, whatever, any other fucking social media on the earth? That's just Twitter. There was over three hundred thousand tweets in the first like hour or something like that. Yeah, and they were all negative. They were all against the referees. They yeah, were all 100%. the fact that it was a bad call and that you know it's all these players for other teams around the countries and ex players. Yeah, I mean we saw it all. I, yeah, we got fucked. Analysts. Everyone saw the same thing, but the people who needed to see it. And it just... I cannot... It doesn't get more frustrating than that. There is not a single person that wasn't a referee that did... Like, bro. (sighs) It's just fucking ridiculous. And that's my thing. It's been damn pushing... It's been like... Just over a day. Why is nothing... Well, I mean, Ooh, you but, fucking apologized What the fuck does that do
1: what, what are we going to get Honestly though I what, know What kind of punishments Are we going to see are gonna Fucking congrats s- He gets suspended the fucking referee Yeah All but them. what the fuck's that suspend do It doesn't them. change The fucking outcome of the game It's done yeah, and not gone Yeah it's fucking
0: Another team Just fuck them Whatever dude They fuck fucked them, a few refs.
1: teams This year I'm sure Cut
0: half their paycheck I don't give a fuck Right do something to yeah. the people that ruin the game.
1: You know what I think you needs to be done? You can't change the
0: outcome of the game. I understand that, okay? And you can't change the outcome of what could come okay, to be this is the season. a season. But punish these fucking refs that ruined Before
1: it. Before we get into the fucking refs, though, I think Martha Ford or somebody from the Ford fucking family needs to come out and say, we're sick of this bullshit. But no, you have fucking Detroit Lions sitting back and with their fucking tails between their legs acting like nothing went wrong. Now that oh, everything's fine, you got fucking... I get it, Patricia doesn't want to lose a fucking job and say some stupid shit. But you got mass. Staff. Matt Stafford, what the fuck? Why don't you come out and say we got fucked last night? Trey Flowers, he just kind of, you know, he brushed it off, whatever. All these players are going to say, like, oh, we're fine. You need to fucking take some account, not accountability for the way your team played, but some accountability. Fuck it. You were the victim last night, but you're sitting here acting like they didn't do you wrong. How about you come out and make some fucking noise? Because the fans are the ones making the noise. Create the some players fucking outside, controversy. Yeah, but they're not. Create a conversation. Last year when it happened, you had the New Orleans Saints fucking making noise. Mm-hmm. Rules were fucking changed. Sean Payton came out. Fucking the whole team said shit. Or the Lions.
0: All because it was a fucking difference between a playoff. That doesn't well, matter. No, better. that doesn't change anything. The NFL, the, Lions, the NFL
1: I think the Lions are scared. Honestly. Well, I Detroit as an organization. Th- doesn't want to say anything. In
0: a sense, yes. But I also think that they're just so used to this shit. Yeah, they like, shouldn't well, be. It's been all these years and nothing's changed. Fans what, are what the saying fuck that the it? Lions shouldn't this, be. It blows my fucking mind. This it, your, your this might have been the worst play get calling. expanded out of the NFL if you fucking open your mouth. Honestly, and say, at this, this point, is at
1: this point, I heard a guy on the radio last night. And I don't, I don't completely disagree with them. If they were smart, or not smart, but if they if they wanted to go crazy, why don't you fucking go to the NFL and say we're not playing the rest of the year? Yeah, start a fucking. Why not? What do you call it? Why that? not? Say, hey, we're not uh, start What's a strike or whatever. Strike, yeah, fuck say, it. Say we're not playing the rest of the year unless you do something about the officiating. That fucks up the whole league. You mm-hmm. even say, it, you even make the threat that you're bi- going to do our that. Bye week's already gone, so that fucks up
0: ten weeks of football.
1: I mean, you make the threat. Eleven, weeks maybe weeks they'll of see a change. Maybe they'll see what you're talking about. But the NFL, uh, not the NFL, but the Lions aren't doing anything as an organization, organization to make more noise. We're nope. just letting it happen.
0: Patricia hasn't come out and made a statement. Well, I don't expect Patricia come to. Out and he needs made a the, statement. Uh, Patricia, you None can't. of the players have come out and made a statement. The <laughs> Fords haven't made a statement. Bob Quinn hasn't made a statement. The only Nobody two. Nobody has made a fucking statement. The only
1: two I think should be able to make a statement right now are three, maybe. Bob Quinn, Martha Ford, and Matthew Stafford. That Patricia, I don't expect to make a statement. He's got to keep this team on the tracks. He can't go out and say that was bullshit because then he has the whole 53-man roster believing that bullshit. Good. And then they're dwelled on it. No, oh, then they're dwelling on it and problem. they're fucking, they can't get that out of their head. You know, I'm just saying, create the fucking problem.
0: Create a controversy, yeah. create a fight, create a disagreement, yeah, Patricia, create a problem. Yeah, that's
1: a little bit different. Patricia's got a job he's got to keep and he has I to keep the mentality. That. I understand him. Stafford on the other hand What the It's Lions aren't going to cut him He can say whatever the fuck he wants He's making 30 million a year What are they going to do Fine him Fine him and what <laughs> NFL could say We're fining you $100,000 Fucking Matt Stafford makes 30 million this year Who the fuck cares 100 grand take it Martha Ford and that's not to mention What he's going to make per game Martha Ford saying anything What's NFL going to do To a fucking NFL team owner You can't
0: own a team anymore Like what no. Right They can't
1: They can't punish you And if they take him out of the league What's that do fucks up the whole thing so they're not gonna do it
0: (laughs) well and from there I guarantee the other NFL organizations are gonna start having problems right why don't these teams you kick them out for opening their mouth All right, bye we're done too see ya something there you go seven teams out the window in a month something
1: it's, it's such a simple thing as just to send a message
0: show that you actually give a shit
1: And that's something I'm worried about. Do the Lions organization care about fucking winning? Or do they just want to fucking let it happen?
0: I just don't understand that. How can you not have any attentiveness towards this? How can you not be concerned? So what if your fucking fans are upset? Okay, let them bitch. That's going to happen no matter where you go. Uh, um, But are you going to sit here and tell me that you're going to say, darn it, could have won it, but we didn't? Next game, no, shut the fuck up. Grow a set of nuts and call the fucking NFL officiating out.
1: That's what they need to do.
0: It's that simple.
1: That's what they need to do. I mean, honestly, I'm a little frustrated by that. And
0: but at the same time, I expect nothing less or nothing oh, yeah. more. It's the fucking Lions. Yeah. In, on and off the field they're
1: just I don't even fucking know anymore I mean I, they'll be fine I think they're again Obviously. I think they're the better team this week and I really think they could have won the week before I, I mean I'm not gonna nitpick on that but the Lions are still a good team they're still at 500 they still have a good chance to make the playoffs um, but yeah that's, a, that's about it I mean I don't really want to dwell on it too much I think that was fiery enough for me um, I can't or, there's nothing we can do as fans, at least. We can fucking buy a billboard in Miami and say NFL fuck the Lions like the Saints did last year for the Super Bowl. But, I mean, like I said, all they got to do now, take that fucking frustration out on Cousins and the rest of the Vikings. That's it. And then, the following week, do it again. Make us forget about this. Make the NFL realize they fucked up. That's it. That's all you got to do. That's all you can do unless the Lions uh, unless Martha's Ford or the Ford family or somebody steps out and says this is bullshit. But that's it. So, I mean, you want to go into the picks? <laughs> hey, you got to you want to cool off for a second. And other news? I can I can, I can read them off to you, you're good. Week 7 okay. picks. Thursday night football You got Chiefs yeah. and Broncos Yeah Thursday night football We got the Kansas City Chiefs At the Denver Broncos Broncos are winning Coming off two in a row Chiefs are coming off Two losses in a row What do you got? That's a tough one If you ask me It really, like,
0: it's, it really is harder Than most people Would think it would be but, Especially um, the
1: way The two teams have been trending Exactly The last couple of weeks And being in Denver I personally think Denver wins Do you? I think they do that's tough man yeah I agree with you um, that the, you could I could see him winning but I think the Chiefs have to bounce back here so I'm gonna go with the Chiefs out of desperation that's where I'm gonna go with it um, so Chiefs over Broncos game two one o'clock game Sunday Oakland Raiders at the Green Bay Packers <laughs> who you got I'm taking the Raiders I got. Is you that you just got, out of spite of this last week? got Tyro Williams
0: coming back yeah. from his injury. Um and he was obviously a big factor in the team this year. His numbers prove it. Yeah. And I think he I don't think he had one game where he wasn't the leading receiver. Yeah. So I think that's a huge deal.
1: And uh, then I think if they use Josh Jacobs like they should, they should win that yeah, team. Yeah, I think that kid needs a little more attention, a little more. They need to give him ball more. Uh, I'm gonna have to take the Packers and I one, unfortunately. I mean, I'd love to see the Raiders win and I hope they do but You have to go Green Bay, especially with that officiating up there. They got uh, We got the LA Rams going to the Atlanta Falcons uh, Both teams kind of on the downswing I think the Falcons are really really desperate to win here and if they don't I Dan Quinn probably won't make it through another week So he got there I'll take the Falcons at home Um
0: I think the Rams are going to need a minute to kind of adapt to their changes. Yep. You know, because they've had Peters for two years. Yep. Obviously, I wouldn't Mentally. say toxic, but, you know, an entity in Jalen Ramsey. I I
1: think it's just going to take a minute. Um, yeah, I'm taking the Falcons. I'm going to play you contrary, contrary there. I think the Falcons are done. I think the Rams, uh, Jalen's going to come in, fired up and ready to go, taking the Rams there. We got the 49ers going to the Washington Redskins. This is a pretty easy one. We can count down three, two, one, 49ers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Next one, Houston Texans at the Indianapolis Colts. Now, this game's interesting to me. What do you got? At
0: the Colts. They're in mm-hmm. Indy. The Colts had a bye week. Yep. And the Texans just beat the Chiefs. Yep.
2: The
0: they already played the each Chiefs. other before, haven't they? I don't know. I know that the Colts have beat the Chiefs. The Texans have beat the Chiefs. Yeah, but I think, I think Colts take it. Colts take it. I think their defense helps them
1: out. I like that. That's kind uh, of a uh, pickem to me. Uh, no. It's kind
0: of a pick pickem to me. Houston. Means. I'm gonna take Houston in Indy. I just don't trust Indy's offense enough to capitalize off of. You know. Let's say that they do shut down Houston's defense pretty well. You yeah. know, what is their offense going to be? I mean, they don't have much. Marlon well, well, need- Mack's not a bad back, you know, but it's he's kind of a he either does or doesn't kind of guy. Um, you know, Brissett's obviously not an outstanding quarterback, but he's capable. Um, is T.Y. Hilton still out
1: or is he back? I think now? he might be returning this week, if but he's I'm not hundred percent
0: sure. That's going to be tough.
1: I'm gonna have to take the Colts here for two reasons home field advantage and their ability to game manage That's it. Honestly. I think the texans I mean the Texans have a really good shot to win. I like I said It's a picking game and I like the Texans lately But I'm gonna have to take the Colts at home after a bye week at home game management balance team Just have all the workings to take a W against the Houston Texans Next game. We got the Lions Vikings at Detroit one o'clock this Sunday What do you got? You want me to answer for you? What? Whoa! The fuck, dude? No, the Lions. Come on. Like I said earlier, Vikings are coming off probably their best game so far this year, and Detroit's coming out after getting fucked. They're gonna win this NFC North game. Just saying it now. They're gonna come out pissed, and if they don't, I'll I'll, I'll eat my own fucking uh, whatever the fuck I was gonna say. I think Detroit wins this game straight up and if they don't I honestly they could blow them out depending on I mean if they use the frustration and anger that the Lions fans have and their frustration and anger they can make this team look like hot dog shit but I am worried about Delvin Cook running all over the Lions, Lions the Lions have had issues stopping the run this year so yep. we'll see yep uh, next one we got the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Cincinnati Bengals Jaguars are in Cincy I think Minshew gets his win back I do too. Yeah, Bengals are just hot garbage in my opinion. They're they probably have the worst linebacking group in the league. Uh, we got the Arizona Cardinals at the New York Giants rookie versus rookie quarterback. Who do you got? We'll take the Cardinals. Take the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. I think New York bounces back. Uh, Saquon, what's that word about Saquon? You, I think you posted that earlier this week. Didn't he come out with some video coming back soon or some shit? He's projected to play. I know he's questionable. He's ex- um, what about? I mean, it, it really all depends though, because if Sterling Shepherd, having Ingram and Saquon Barkley out, I'm going Cardinals. But if two or even one of those three are back, I'm gonna have to give it to the Giants.
0: I mean, in fi- based on I'm just going off of this, I might just be shooting shit. Fantasy has him projected like 22 points. Yeah. So it means he's playing. Yeah. Right. Um, I don't know about Ingram. I think he's still out. I'm not sure about Stepper Shepherd. I've I haven't heard anything on that. I haven't either. I just think that. The Cardinals are rolling off of a hot, big win. Yeah. I mean, it was high scoring. I wouldn't say big win because Atlanta's been, you know, a hot garbage. Which, it was a one point game. Yeah, but it was a it was a big win. It was high scoring. Well, and really, they led the league game by game. or
1: the, led the game a majority of the time. Atlanta yeah. made a late game comeback. So I think, I don't know. I think Cardinals take it. All right, all right. I mean, like I said, I'll I'll go Giants if one or two of those three guys are healthy. Otherwise, I'm taking the Cardinals as well. Uh, we got the Miami Dolphins visiting the Buffalo Bills. Aha, aha, aha! The Bills move to five and one. Yep. Off the bye and beat the Dolphins. Next game, we got the LA Chargers going to the Tennessee Titans with their new starting quarterback in Ryan Tannehill. What do you have there?
0: If you ask me, this I is think, harder than it should.
1: Yeah, I think Titans have two wins. Chargers have one. I believe so. Yeah.
0: Yep. Yeah. Um.
1: I think Chargers win. You think the Chargers win? I yeah. hope they do, but I think the Titans beat them there defensively, and maybe Tannehill puts this team together offensively. We'll see. Anyways, this game is another interesting one. First, you no, know, second, four, four thirty game of the day. We got the Baltimore Ravens going to the Seattle Seahawks. Who do you got?
0: It is the first four thirty.
1: Oh, first four thirty. Yeah, the Chargers yeah. start at
0: 5. Um. This is a tough one because you're looking at a you know two very capable quarterbacks you know on both both aspects whether it be passing and running you know and two then you pretty capable defenses defense. too yeah I was just gonna get to that you know that's tough I'm gonna take the Seahawks at home
1: I'm mean, gonna take the Seahawks at home as well uh, I just think that's what beats them there is that at home factor and I really think. If it comes out of quarterbacks, Russell Wilson's going to be the one that wins that game. Right, Lamar's good, but Russell Wilson's better. Uh, we got the New Orleans Saints going to the Chicago Bears. Does Teddy Bridgewater go 5-0? and I do not think so. I don't think so? I don't think Trubisky's back. I know he returned to practice this week, but mm-hmm. I'm not 100% sure he'll be returning this week. But I'm going to... That's tough. That is a really tough game because yeah, I mean the Bears defense is gonna keep them in it the entire time, especially against Bridgewater. Mm-hmm. But their offense, and really the Bears just got ran well over by Josh Jacobs, tomorrow. pretty good running back. Tomorrow isn't You know, lot of I'm gonna ride season. the I'm gonna ride the Saints wave here. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with the Saints. And really, I just want to see every NFC North team lose this week, other than the Lions. Uh, let's go to an NFC East matchup. We got both of these teams coming off losses, one coach on the hot seat. We got the Philadelphia Eagles going into uh, what do they call it, Jones World? I'm taking the Eagles. I, I like the Eagles I don't here don't too. Know, man. Dallas Sunday has Night been Football
0: real fucking bad lately
1: they were smart, they'd be firing Jason Garrett in the next couple weeks here, or at the end of the season. Uh, I think Jason Garrett needs to go, and I think that Dan Quinn needs to go in Atlanta. Um, both of those guys should be on the hot seat. Now this one, this next one here, Monday Night Football. Wait, did I pick the Eagles? Yeah, yeah, We and you both picked the Eagles, okay. Monday Night Football, this game might be one of those games that you're like, "Yeah, this is clearly going to go to them, but we got the New England Patriots going to the New York Jets. I'll give you this. Your Jets look pretty good this past week. They did. Well, they continue to look good against the Patriots. And mention, mind you, a Tom Brady that only threw, I think he's thrown two interceptions and no touchdowns. Yeah, that's like two or three that's games.
0: That's what's going to make this game close here is New England's incapability on offense. Um, Rex Burkhead's still out. You know, yep. Josh Gordon hasn't been doing much. Yep. It's really just been a Julian Edelman show. Yep. Um, But I'm going to take the Patriots just because, you know, yet again, I think they're playing a team. I, you know, obviously they had a pretty good game this last week. Yep. Um, I just don't think the Jets have what it takes to beat the Patriots just yet.
1: The spread on it right now is if I, if I was betting based on the spread and the Patriots are favored to win 9.5, I think the Jets cover that easily. I'm not sure they win that game, so I'm going to go the Patriots if I have to choose straight up, but I think the Jets will actually keep it fairly close.
0: Yeah, I think so. I think the Jets' offense um, definitely puts up a fight.
1: But... Yeah, that was uh, Week 7 picks. Wasn't as energetic because I think uh, the referees of the NFL suck the life out of us. Uh, yep, we tried to save it for last. But... Yeah, yeah. Um, One other thing I do want to mention real quick before we head out of here. Uh, I did notice this week, looking at the standings and stuff, that I feel like after this week you kind of look at the standings and the NFL has kind of shaped itself as far as like the playoff picture and all that. And the AFC, I think Oakland and Buffalo are both wildcard teams. The NFC is a little bit different. But if you really look at the divisions, I mean, other than maybe the NFC West with the the Rams, the Seattle Seahawks, and the Niners, uh, I mean – In all honesty, it kind of looks like the season could end right now, and that's about what it would look like. Patriots leading in the East in the AFC, Bills in second, Chiefs winning. Um, The the Raiders are questionable, but that's why I have them at wild card. Ravens winning. Maybe the Browns behind them, but the Browns haven't looked all too hot. And Texans win the South. I mean, that's just the AFC. The NFC, again, NFC West a little bit fuzzy. NFC North a little bit fuzzy. And NFC East really is between Dallas and Philly, in my opinion. But Philly's obviously looking like the winner right now. And then you got the Saints down in the NFC South, which I think is pretty obvious they're going to win it. Maybe the Bucks sneak in and get a wild card. But, I, I mean, what say you? Do you think – I mean, we're going to obviously touch a little bit more at the half of the season. Um, is there anything big that you see so far this, this through six weeks that you're like, oh – that's surprising or i think
0: i think what you said is pretty fair you know going through you know what it is now is pretty much what we would expect it to look like yeah um then again we are only 6 weeks into the season yeah no, we still I know. got 11 more weeks of football that's true um so who's to say you know th- things don't change you know but for right now i agree with it just you know, what seems got. like it just it makes the most makes like, some sense yeah based on what we've seen six weeks in right you know the teams that are at the top have been pretty consistent for the most part right uh give or take some here and there but
1: i agree with you there yeah so uh that's that's about it for the show this week uh i know we spent a lot of time in the nfl but me and brad had a lot of words to say about the lions and green bay game um uh, so hopefully we see a better outcome this coming week uh I know Brad's got a new segment he's working on, and I got some some new stuff I'm trying to get for you guys as well. Uh, we're gonna get some more stuff sports related next week, but I, there's a few things going on this week that we didn't really get to talk about. But again, it's because we want to focus on the NFL. Yeah. Um, anyways, like I said last week, we got the voice messages on Anchor. So if you go to our Anchor.fm forward slash Box Square Sports. You can send us a voice message. So one of Brad's segments, it's going to actually be a pretty cool one. I think we could play into the voice messages. and.
0: Yeah. Um, so on top of what we get from you guys, you know, some of you guys, obviously, I know that there's like family friends or family members that don't have access to Twitter. Yeah. Um, so you can use the AskFM FM. Ask.fm for anchor uh, anchor.fm or anchor.fm slash <laughs> thinking ask asking. about uh, anchor.fm slash box sports yep. um you know send out messages to us give us opinions questions anything yeah we'll feature um, you on the show because not only um is this going to be a segment on the show but also on Twitter I'm going to be doing a little thing here I haven't actually come up with a name just yet but it's going to be something basically surrounding the idea of controversy you know it's not going to have any sole sport any sole idea it's just going to be random bold statements or questions or predictions and it's basically going to just spark a conversation yep you know just for an example things like who are my top three nba all time or who's the greatest of this or that you know whatever it may
1: be um,
0: I'm going to post the video. How big of a dick
1: the Lions have to take from the referees this week? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. That's fair.
0: Um, I'm going to record a video of me asking the question and the question only, and I'm going to post it on our Twitter page. And obviously I'm going to get myself and some other people to spread the love, retweet it here and there, do what they got to do, and try and get as much interaction with people as we can and try and spark conversation and get it. I want to interact a little bit more with our listeners. You know, I feel like it's just been a two man show here, in which it is. But
1: I, I want to know what the people want to know right. or what the people yeah. have to say. I mean, this show is just you and I, but it's also the audience, too. We want to engage a little right. bit more. I mean, I know it's a little bit different when we're pre-recording and then posting and all that. But essentially what he'll be doing is posing a question or making a statement at the end of an episode. We'll post it on Twitter as well. Any responses we get on Twitter, we'll mention anything we find interesting, we'll mention regarding that topic. And then any voice messages you might want to respond and get on the show for it. Right. Yep. We'll so, be
0: starting that up this next week on episode nine. Yeah. So look forward to that.
1: Uh, you want to close this thing out?
0: Yeah. I mean, other than that, guys, just real quick, run through the social media. What's the name?
2: What's Tags. the word? Tags. Handles.
0: Yes. Social media handles. Your Instagram is boxscoresportspod, and Twitter is boxscorepod. Yep. Yep. So follow just us. Follow us. <laughs> You know, please, like, please. We're just trying <laughs> get to get the publicity, in, yeah. you know, interact, like I said before, just trying to interact with friends. you guys. We do the show for you. Yeah. You know, so we want you guys to feel as comfortable. I know we have a lot more fans than we do followers. Yeah. Um, so please just spread it, show the love. That's all I got.
1: Yeah, we appreciate all of you, and we will see you guys next week. Hopefully, the Lions win and the referees do their fucking jobs. Have a good night. Goodbye. Freak, so let's get into that action.
3: New whip, fucking new bitch. Snacking my chips. Look at your lips. your lips. Oh, you like fashion, baby girl. You got that, got that passion. Baby girl, you strapping. You got all that ass. You packing. I'm like, damn, fuck you, then. You can move on, girl. Sell my shit. I got a girl and I make sure I get moving that way. That we moving it quick. Niggas be capped. They do not do shit. I'm in the party. You know that we lit. So I'm like, damn, little bitch. Soon as you slide, we can go. And when I pull her to that function that you like that, getting oh, yeah, yeah, all my peasants and my niggas in, huh. you, how you at, know how, yeah. like how we at, yeah.